Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, Series 2, Episode 7. In the show, we like to visit the places of your Irish ancestors and bring their stories to life. Before we start, do remember, any resources or references we mention in this episode can be found in the show notes at a letterfromireland.com forward slash 207. We travel to Bishop Street in Dublin City for today's show and visit the National Archives to meet John Grenham, an institution within Irish genealogy circles. If you're interested in Irish ancestry, then John Grenham will be a familiar name to you. He is certainly well known to members of our Green Room, and we're delighted to team up with John Grenham to offer our Green Room members access to his Irish ancestry services at johngrenham.com. His Irish record maps and guides are the key to unlocking some of the mysteries of your Irish heritage. To help you to get to know John, I'd like to share the following about him. John Grenham was asked this question a while back. What do you do? And his answer was, I help people to find their Irish ancestors by writing, teaching, programming, researching. And that, listeners, is exactly what he does. His book, Tracing Your Irish Ancestors, a Bible of Irish Ancestry, I must say, was first published in 1992. It is now on its fourth edition. Other books have followed, and in the meantime, too, he's also started his online records and mapping service. John has created a site that wraps around a lot of Irish ancestry resources, including Griffith Valuation, Irish Civil Records, and the Irish Census Records for 1901 and 1911, all to be found at johngrenham.com. So Mike and I thought it would be great to hear John's thoughts on Irish genealogy today, and what he himself is up to now. Mike and John had a great discussion which went over a wide range of subjects, especially of interest to our Green Room members. They spoke about Irish records in general for family history purposes, and then Mike wondered what features John would like to add to his service at johngrenham.com going into the future. We were curious too how he saw the landscape of Irish ancestry research change in recent years, the 1901-1911 census, what's in there and how useful is it? Listen out too for the funny transcriptions that John has spotted in the census. And much more. We couldn't wait to ask John the questions that you listeners and Green Room members would like answered. So sit back, enjoy the chat, as Mike puts those questions and many more to Mr. John Grenham in person. Right, John. How are you? Hi Mike, how are you? It's fantastic to be here finally in Dublin. Okay. I think it's been a number of months now. Um, here, overlooking the rooftops from your perch way above Dublin City. And it's, as I said, it's wonderful to be here, but can you tell us maybe, and our listeners and our viewers, just exactly where we are? Okay, we're, we're in the, the corner office on the sixth floor of the National Archives in Bishop Street in the centre of Dublin. Right. Um, and the reason I'm here is that I'm I'm doing a contract with the National Archives um, to deal with the backlog of census correction emails for the 1901-1911 censuses. So I'm going through them, uh, combing through them, marking them, yes, 
no, maybe, yes, no, maybe. Um, oh, there were, when I started out, there were 130,000 emails there. Um, we've managed to whittle it down to about 80,000 already at this point, so that's after five months. Do you mind if I ask you a couple yeah. of questions on that? I'm sure you're the man with the answers. Roughly how many individuals would have actually been captured on the nine, what I know is the 1911 census? Um, it's, there are about four and a half million, 4.8 million records in the database, yes. personal records. Yes. So, the, you notice I didn't answer the question straight because the, the database has left people out, the census missed people. Okay. So it's, it's the, the, uh, the closer you get to the, the, the nuts and bolts of it, uh, yeah. as I'm doing, um, the more cautious and skeptical you become about the whole thing. You know, you can so the, I, I, can, I, can, I can remember, well, I can't remember, I can remember coming across the 1911 transcriptions yeah. for the first time and thinking, yeah. well, this is wonderful. Yeah. And aren't people going to be jumping up and down when they see this? Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you get a little bit closer, you see the warts and you see yeah. certain yeah. things. Yes. So, obviously, you're kind of there like a bit of a plastic surgeon at the moment, starting to go through yeah. based upon yeah. new inputs yeah. and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And is this going to mean that we're going to have this... Uh, perfect 40 year old body kind of coming out the other side with kind of punched up lips and looking wonderful or absolutely yes <laughs> uh, no i mean they, they uh, there are something like this is never finished okay yeah, yeah. It, one of the it, it's just the, one of the things i always like to say to people is that it's this is the price you pay for being able to search it near at home okay yeah. there's a, there is always going to be a certain level of mis error uh, i mean and there are also one, one of the, the things that kind of breaks my heart doing this is uh, when people try to correct their great-grandparents. Right. Their great-grandparents um, put the surname in the forename box and the forename in the surname box. Right. And no, you, you can't do that. You can't go back and correct That's messy with history too much. Yeah. The yeah. document has to appear, has to be transcribed exactly as it yes. appears. So, uh, and the same with, there are all sorts of strange things. Apparently, lots of grandparents seem to regard their grandchildren as nephews and nieces rather than grandchildren. Which could be worrying at first glance, well, but no. <laughs> it's a different thing. <laughs> no, no I, I, think, yeah. I think maybe nephew and niece have a, a, a looser um, yes. meaning. At that it's an extended family type yeah, thing, exactly yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, you, 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 uh, you can see all sorts of really odd uh, mistakes coming in. Okay, you brought that one yeah. up. So yeah. can you give us an example off the top of your head of uh, perhaps the, the oddest one that you came across the most recently? My, my favourite is for Owen McNeil, who was the Secretary of the Gaelic League. He's recorded um, as the Secretary of the Garlic League. The Garlic League. He <laughs> <laughs> was a popular so, guy, was he? <laughs> well, I think if the Garlic League really had taken, taken part in that, they used to rise in London. What, different what was going through the head of the person who transcribed that at the I, time? Had they just had a spaghetti bolognese or something? Uh, or? <laughs> there's, there's, the vision of Ireland that emerges from the transcriptions is really strange. You yeah, know, you get yeah. Cocoa drivers, okay. locomotive drivers. Right. Um, you know, also house dealers instead of horse dealers, you get uh, just the, the bizarrest of the bizarre. Yeah. Um, but yeah. as I say, the, the, the Garlic League, I think that's what I'm going to leave in there. Okay, yes. Yes. Yeah, we'll do a search for the Garlic League and the other members, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I went off looking, I think there's only one other um, Garlic League. I think there's a Garlic League organizer somewhere in. in South Kerry. <laughs> you, you managed to keep your time filled, don't you? <laughs> well, this, is, this is a hard grind. Yes, I can just imagine. I can just imagine. You know, we were talking earlier before we actually went on the air 
about the census itself. And, you know, I often have people, you know, commenting to me, well, my folks left Ireland in 1846, 1878. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you know, the 1911, 1901 census, it's a pity there's no early one for me. It's no good for me. No. Well, what would you say back to that sort of comment? No, that, well, first of all, it's not as if Ireland is coming down with genealogical records. Use whatever there is. Okay. That's the first yeah. thing. And the second thing is, um, the, the people who left, there are almost certainly extended families still here, even two, three generations later. Yeah. Work them. Okay? Gotcha. Um, go at them. Go at the extended family. Yeah, that's exactly. a big thing. Yeah. That's it. And the, the, the other thing is that I, the way that the National Archives here have done the transcriptions it's pretty unique. You can search on all sorts of weird and wonderful things on yeah. occupations and marital status, numbers of children, religion, you know, religion yeah. uh, county of birth. All of these things make it possible to, I mean, if, if you really, one of the things that, that goes wrong when you're doing research on it is you get sidetracked. I mean, you find yourself looking up every blind Presbyterian publican in County Fermanagh, you know, you will ask yourself why suddenly, but that it, it's one of the joys of the census here. So you, it, it, it is, uh, you never know until you look what you're going to find. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. You, can't, you can't afford to have blinkers on when you're using Irish records. That's a lovely way of saying it, actually, because you know, what I pick up from that as well is a lot of the people who've hit those, I suppose, kind of narrow brick walls is because they never kind of extended the context mm. and looked at the story, looked at the connections, yeah. looked forward to look backwards, yeah, looked yeah. out, looked and so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah. 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 No, no, you really need to keep as open a mind as possible. Yeah. And I still, yeah. I mean, I've been doing research for 30 years, but I still um, say, hold on, why don't I try this? Yeah. And you go around the back and you look at the second cousins or the, the uncle who was a priest who left a will, who has, you know, all sorts of weird and wonderful ways of coming at the information. So it's, uh, don't give up, or, or at least beat your head off a different wall. <laughs> Speaking of weird and wonderful ways of coming at the information, mm -hmm. um, I think you're certainly very well known, uh, not only uh, for our members and our listeners, for tracing your Irish ancestors, the original, what I would call the Bible of uh, where to get started, process, what's in there, how to dip in there, how to use the various available records. A lot of which, of course, were all offline, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. pretty yeah, much yeah. we started yeah. this yeah. anyway. Yeah. But of course now uh, there's johngrenham.com. In fact, I'm tempted to call you johngrenham.com whenever I see you these days. Please, please, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, again, back to that idea, maybe if you could just give us an idea uh, what motivates you to actually start up that, that that lens, if you like, into the records in the first instance? Well, I was working as a professional genealogist in the 1980s, and one of the, the I mean, God help me, seven times out of ten you'd find nothing, you know. Um, so it, it was not not a, a, a vocation for the faint-hearted at that stage. Yeah. But occasionally um, you would come across a, a source. I mean, I, I'm thinking, for example. Um, you know, a very good source of Methodists in Ireland. You're doing a search on a Methodist, yeah. and you say, that's great, I must remember that, I write it down somewhere. And then a year later, when somebody comes to you with another Methodist search, all you can remember is that you wrote it down somewhere, uh, yes. but not where. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they, they, it's sheer, if that happened over and over again, you start to say, right, I'm going to build pigeonholes so that I know where I put this information so that I can find it again. But you know, an awful lot of people would think that, or maybe not even think yeah. that, but they see the value of that. Yeah. 
but obviously only one person has kind of gone ahead and done it that's evolved where it is now you know yeah, what I mean okay. that you know is it that you had a did you have a special technical ability alongside that or was it just something else that okay, sheer no, persisting okay, <laughs> persistence the, the, in the book um, the book came about from uh, the advisory service in the National Library yeah Part of it was I was employed to, to train the library staff to deal with people coming in asking genealogical questions. Yes. Um, part of the material was a county by county source list, okay, so that they had a clear thing in their own head. What if the, they said County Mayo? Okay, here are the sources. Hmm. Um, and that would prove very popular. And then I said, well, maybe it's a good idea to, to think mm. about publishing something like that. I went to Gilman Macmillan. And they said, you know, the, the county lists on their own aren't enough. Why don't right. you expand it to the whole okay. thing? And I said, fair enough. And away we went. But I mean, at that stage, it was uh, I mean, it was very Dublin focused. First right. of all, it yeah. was this was my experience of going into the National Archives or the Public Record Office. Yeah. It was when I started out um, the, the General Register Office, the National Library, um, the tips and tricks what to do when you can't find the particular said district electoral division for your census. And, right. You know, it, it was very much hands-on, nuts and bolts. Mm. Um, and then I, in about 1990, I discovered a database. Okay. I mean, one of the things that, that genealogy at that stage, and still to some extent, it, it's fairly repetitive. You do some of the same research steps over and over again. So the one that really used to drive me bananas was, you know, you find a townland, you find the equivalent civil parish, you just find out what Catholic parish that civil parish is connected to, you find out what records there are, right. and then you get out the microfilm and kiss your life goodbye. <laughs> um, but that particular set of steps, I realized once I'd seen a database, you could do all of this once, yeah, and then you didn't have to do it again. Yes. So advanced laziness. Advanced laziness. <laughs> you know, laziness is an awful lot going for it in terms of motivation, isn't it? If, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shortcuts, indexes. So, John, I'm curious. At this moment in time, and here we are, at the beginning of 2018, thereabouts. Um, for JohnGrenham.com, what sort of user? Maybe there's a few different types. Mm. Do you see using that particular service? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the um, one type of user is me, okay? okay. Professional genealogists, people who are doing um, lots of research. This is still my pigeonholes. Scratching okay. your own itch. It is, yeah. it is the, I, I end up on the site pretty much, you know, several hours a day, every day. Um, that's wow. one of the... That's a nice way that, to maintain something too, yeah, of course, it, isn't it? it? Yes, yeah. it, it means when I trip over the mistakes, yeah. I see them. Yeah. Um, but... At the other end of the spectrum, um, the the mapping, particularly the surname yeah. maps, yeah. that's something that I I I, uh, I came across a book by a man called Edward Neefsey, who yes. had done hand maps. I've seen that, yeah, yeah. And I I just sat and looked at it and thought, I have all this information, and I could do this dynamically. And I thought, let's just try and see if it works. And mm -hmm. I managed to get it working, and I was astounded at the, how much. Easier it is to absorb things once you see yeah. them on a map and you see them on a picture. Yeah. You see surnames localized here yes. and not there. And um, so I've gone on and done that now with the uh, the latest one is with the Catholic baptism records yeah. from Find My Past. 
and it's they're useful to some extent, but more than anything else, they're an easy way for people to get a grasp of what what's there and what isn't there. Yeah, you know, I, I just on that. I mean, I, I found a particularly fast. I, I'm a map addict, by the way. Yeah. I just love maps. Yes. It's, I I like to read yeah. maps. I like to communicate through maps. Yeah. Um, but I found it fascinating to work your maps. Mm-hmm. Going back to the 1600 versions, yeah, and actually just start to bring them forward in time to yeah. see the certain yeah. distributions yeah. and that explosion, if you like, after the civil records, perhaps towards the cities and yeah. Yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. And you know the the story that that tells, mm. it starts to exclude perhaps prejudices you might have had before, if that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah. and starts to kind of present new possibilities. Yeah. And you see in nice black and white sort of way just where your own, and let's face it, most people are only interested in their own surnames, yeah. as yeah. certainly I've discovered yeah. anyway. Um, so I can understand those maps and they're wonderful. And then I start to dig in a little bit deeper mm. and I start to get into townlands, I start to get into civil parishes versus yeah. Roman Catholic parishes and so on. Yeah. And I do notice that that kind of leaves a lot of our people behind, yeah. as in they have a thousand one questions, not your okay. particular okay. service, but just the fact that it it just seems it just seems so impenetrable at times, mm-hmm. or you start around in loops and circles, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, a lot of people I find they'd love to be able to press a button and say, "Tell me all there is to know about my specific yeah. line of yeah. my family," yeah. Yeah. going back to Adam and Eve. Um, so I guess you know I, I I can I can see the huge amount of work, and I think it's been I think it's been eye opening, as I said, especially through the maps. From now going into the future, would you see? Would you like to take it in a particular direction? In other words, would you, like, would you like to serve one audience or a different audience, or just bring more data in there? Or what's on your mind at this point in time? I mean, it, to the answer to you, Mike, uh, I don't really have a choice about this. I have to follow wherever my nose takes me. It's as simple as gotcha. that. This is, there okay. is no, there is no great master plan. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll write the, that the, down. No great master. No great plan. master plan. That's that's. Over the door, <laughs> um, yeah. but the—I mean, my focus all the time is on the records. Yes. Okay. When you say people would love to be able to uh, to just press a button and get the answers, no. Okay. There, there is nothing worthwhile that doesn't involve a bit of effort. Yeah. Anywhere in life, um, mm. doubly true in Irish genealogy. Okay, and it's not. If, if you could see it from my perspective, okay, where 30 years ago I was spending four hours a day right. grinding through a microfilm, whereas now I can do exactly the same amount of work on three separate sites within five minutes. You've moved into fifth gear from first gear yeah. in the car, like and that sort of thing. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's also a revelation in terms of, uh, you know, whereas before you would zero in on an ancestor, now you can go for brothers and sisters, yeah. you can go for extended families, aunts, uncles. And keep it all in front of you yeah. as such. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's uh, they, they, I, I'm sure, I mean, I'm too close to it, obviously. And to me, it seems to be getting simpler and simpler. Mm. Um, right, right. But what, but one of the things I, I, I yeah. try to do all the time on the website is to provide threads for people to pull. Yes. Okay, yeah. so if they, they put in a surname, um, they'll have a series of links if they want to go to Griffith's valuation in the mid-19th century, they can mm. go there for a townland. If they want to see the 1911 census, yeah. results for the, the surname. So, I mean, it, you always give people the option of somewhere else to go. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, okay, yeah. More of the same, I think. I, I suppose kind of just on that, and, you know, again, what I see your site has been, it's like this really useful kind of uh, interactive layer above available 
record sources yeah. and the records themselves when transcribed or raw images online. Uh, what's your assessment of the state of affairs at the moment with regards to Irish records and what's available online, what will never be available and perhaps what's available squirreled away in some parish church somewhere? Well, <laughs> um, who knows? <laughs> well, one of the things is that, that you, you mentioned yourself earlier on talking about the census, yeah. that we were delighted on our knees singing Hosannas when we got Dublin, just Dublin in the 1911 census online. And then we started to say, well, where's the rest of it? And what about all these mistakes? What about the other <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, So yes. expectations keep rising. One of the things I think, we, we, we are reaching a plateau, even though I, I, I've said this before and been wrong, um, the, the four major record sources, the censuses, the civil registration records, the church records, and the mid-19th century Griffiths records, they're all online in not complete, not ideal, but they're all there in some shape or form. So right. There are no more big bangs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There are lots and lots of little explosions yeah. around the iterations, place, but, but yeah. no, no big bangs. There, there are some. I mean, for example, the Valuation Office records. This is here in the National Archives at the moment. They're going through the process of conserving. There are something like 30,000 Valuation Office maps. These are the actual maps that people, the valuers, made by yes. hand as they were walking the fields. They're all going to be available within the next few years. That's phenomenal. And that's in the 1830s, 1840s. This is, uh, 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 again, it's not going back further. It's There's still that barrier at the beginning of the 19th yes. century for most yeah. people. But... Um, Things like that, that that you wouldn't expect to be major sources yeah. are going to are going to be coming online. That's 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 amazing, by the way. Yeah. I mean, because that's so real for people as well. Yeah. That you can go to yeah. those places exactly. or, and overlay them. And, and you have you have. I mean, if you're talking about being a map knot, you have these series of maps. You have sort yeah. of a time lapse right. picture of a street or a townland of people coming and going and holdings growing and shrinking. Fantastic. And so, so I mean, for. Uh, you know, map nuts of the world <laughs> rejoice. It's quite exciting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and uh, that's 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 really really interesting. Uh, I, I guess, I guess just just to kind of say maybe kind of coming to an end here as well. But there's an awful lot of people listening to this and looking at this. They're, they'd have mixed uh, family ancestry, sure. so it might be Scottish, it yeah. might be kind of German, might be whatever. You know, how do you kind of compare, let's say, what you see Irish record-wise and what's available to the general public versus other lines and so on at the moment? Okay. Well, and in Irish records, the glass is both half full and half empty. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, Talk, spoken like a true Irishman. <laughs> uh, 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 now, why, why would you want to get there if you ask direction? Uh, I mean, the, 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 the thing is, I mean, we did destroy huge amount of records in 1922. Yeah. All the 19th century census were done. And there is this big black hole that can never be filled. Mm. Right? On the other hand... Just over there, by the way, isn't it? In the forecourts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is still, uh, apparently down in the, in the the warehouse behind us here, there are something like 160 parcels of documents that have never been examined <sighs> that came from the, the, the really? old burning. Yeah. Charred this, pieces of... This is, they're yeah. waiting for the technology to exist to ah. actually be able, you know, and the, the, so God knows what's in there. Wow. But that it, could be interesting, yeah. It could be nothing, it could be an yeah. awful lot, but it's, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's another another step along the, the road. But I think, uh, unlike most other countries, um, what there is in Ireland most of it is online. Yeah. Most of it is free online. Yes. Um, very, very unlike most other countries. 
Um, and lots of it are searchable in all sorts of weird and wonderful ways right. that are non-standard, that uh, are loads of fun, at least for somebody like me, to, yes. to get, um, get tangled up in. Um, so that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's half full in uh-huh. the sense that the, whatever there is, is there and easy to get at. Yeah. Half empty in the sense that there's not as much of it there yes. as there should be yes. by a long shot. That's a lovely way of saying it, actually. I, 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 think, um, I think we've kind of come to a, kind of a very nat- natural, nice conclusion there, John. So thank you very, very much for your time. And uh, again, congratulations, by the way, on just what you have done in terms of uh, what you delivered to JohnGren.com. And I think one of the nicest things, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of so available to people, you're so personable, you're so knowledgeable about it, but also the whole thing itself is fluid. And you, it appears that you're at the cold place, kind of feeding the fluidity as well, which is kind of, if we're not mixing metaphors too much, which is a very nice thing to see. I do have a copy of your book, Tracing uh, Your Irish Ancestors, here. So I'd love if you just actually sure. uh, signed a copy for us. And in fact, we might actually send it on as a prize, maybe, or give it away to one sure. of our members. I'm okay. sure they'd actually like that I even more. Personalize it then. Absolutely. So, right. here we go. February. I just maybe want to put down the National Archives, Dublin. Okay. Yeah, we can say where we are. Okay. John, thanks very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Listeners, as I sat back quietly in John's office, keeping a check that the recording equipment was working smoothly during that interview, I was struck by how fortunate we engaged in Irish ancestry are in having John Grenham's work at our disposal. His dedication to scrutinising organising and making sense of those precious and scarce records of our Irish ancestors is so necessary and he is most definitely the man for the job. And he's been doing the work now for over 30 years. What stayed with me too was, though we might wish it, there is no magic wand or, as they said in the interview, no button to press that will suddenly make all our ancestral records appear in a neat package. But it's down to a lot of hard work, research checking the records, and as John pointed out in the interview, be inventive in your research and search along other lines of extended family members, brothers, sisters, aunts and uncles, maybe occupations, check religion and even county of origin. It's one of the traits I see time and time again and admire in our own Jane McGarvey, who's our genealogist in the green room. And what about those 160 bundle of documents retrieved from the burning of the four courts in 1922? I wonder what awaits us there. Well, it's great to have had you with us on today's show. And that brings us to the end of our seventh episode on series two on the Letter from Ireland show. I do hope you enjoyed the chat and I look forward to having your company again next week. So everybody, slán till next week. That's goodbye in Irish. Slán Galair, goodbye to you all. And Mila Boikas, many thanks again to John Grenham for meeting us in the National Archives of Ireland in the heart of Dublin City. Remember, listeners, we'd also like to hear from you and you can let your comments and check out more at a letterfromireland.com forward slash 207. Just before we go, thanks again for listening. And if you have enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we invite you to check out our special membership area called The Green Room. You can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. And remember there, green room is all one word. 
The Green Room is the essential resource for anyone at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. It's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. You get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anyone starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So do come and join us at aletterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Well, that's it for me. And I'll be back next week with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. Look forward to chatting with you then. Slán Karina.